Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. My guest is an astrologer, linguist, and writer who focuses on self-discovery for those who lack a sense of identity, direction, and purpose. She left a cushy 9-to-5 corporate job to become the author of her own life in order to make a bigger impact and spark clarity for others along the way. Through her studies and life experiences, she has realized two important things. One, Awareness is the doorway to transformation, and two, until we become the witness to our own life story, nothing will change. Please welcome Crystal Warren. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot going on, Crystal. I'm, I'm a wordy person. I can't help it. <laughs> uh, I'll try not to be so long-winded here. <laughs> no, well, I was long-winded there. But thank you for being on this show. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm excited to get into into astrology and find out what's going on and what it's all about. I know. Me too. Thank you for having me. And any opportunity to talk about astrology, you know, I'm going I'm to sign up for. So. <laughs> awesome. So I just want to put a plug out there for my mom. I remember growing up, we would go through the grocery store. And you know how they had those little magazines lined up, like where the candy and the gum and everything were, right just by the register? She would pick up this little, I don't know, like five by seven magazine that had astrology for like the month. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. And she would pick one up like almost every time. I didn't think it was any like out of the ordinary. And sometimes I would read them, but it was just interesting how she read those as well but we didn't really talk about it I don't remember you know really discussing it but it seemed like it was something that she was interested in and knowing yeah so. that was kind of like introduction to it too and here you yeah. are all and here I am <laughs> <laughs> full circle <laughs> yeah yeah that's so cool and it's funny is a lot of people think that's what astrology is it's like what's written in right. that book it's much, much more. <laughs> it's much scarier than that. No. <laughs> hey, 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 we don't want these people to run away. <laughs> so for those that aren't familiar with astrology, how would you describe it? It is quite simply put and quite literally the language of the stars. I am a linguist. So if you break down astrology, astro is stars and ology is like the language. So I'm translating what the stars are saying to you. So it's just another language. Um, But more importantly, it's going to be geometry, patterns and archetypes that are just overlaid on top of each other that tell me more about the person and it's all individual it's no one you know person is just like another so every reading I do is always different which is really cool too it's awesome so there's 12 zodiac signs in astrology can you briefly without going into too much detail talk about each one yeah so um the simplest way for me to break it down and remember them (laughs) is there's 12 signs but more importantly there are four elements and so you break those 12 signs into four uh groups and so you would start with you know your air uh signs which is libra gemini and aquarius those are all your air signs so why how would you you know differentiate three different signs then you have you look at you know the archetypes of each so you have libra which is going to be someone who's more about balance and harmonizing they are going to be the diplomat or the mediator 
you have Gemini, who's the teacher. They like to talk. Uh, I'm double Gemini, so you want to know why I'm so worthy? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but they're highly intellectual as well. They love to research and collect facts. Um, and then Aquarius is kind of like the black sheep of the three. They like to be off doing their own thing. They like to be out of the box. Um, but then they're also collectively oriented. They're like, what can we do? What can we learn? How do we take all this information and apply it to the collective, the humanity, not just for myself? Um, so they embody, you know, all of the, the Libra and the Gemini. When we come to the Earth signs, we have um, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So Taurus is, um, they indulge in their five senses. Um, they love to, they're just very sensual. They love um, good food, good wine, comfortable, snuggly things, very comfortable home. Um, but they're workhorses. They're solid workhorses, very dependable. You have Virgo. They're also um, kind of like the teachers or project managers. They love to synthesize information, collect information. Um, but again, they're very um, critical, so they're perfectionists. They are very hard on themselves when it comes to that. Um, and others. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Capricorns, they are also workhorses, but kind of like no, no messing around. Like it's all serious, no play. Like busy, busy, busy. Um, how can I get to the top of the ladder the quickest? And then you have fire, you have Leo, you have Sagittarius, and you have Aries. So when it comes to Aries, they are um, very impulsive and direct. <laughs> They're the pioneers, you know. They think of something and they take off. So they might realize halfway through the course that, hey, maybe I should reroute. But they're kind of like the rams, the goats, you know, they go up the mountain like that. But they're also, they don't think before they speak. So a lot of times when we think of Aries, it's like open mouth, insert foot. <laughs> um, but a lot <laughs> I know of a few people like that. Yeah. <laughs> Then you have Leos who are very bold and bright. Um, they're shiny. They they're you know very enthusiastic. They love to entertain, make people laugh. So they're usually always the center of attention somehow. Right. I know a few of those. Yep. And then you have Sagittarius. They are the the philosophers. They love to travel. Adventure is their name. They're also very enthusiastic and bold and blunt. Like they are direct. They usually don't beat around the bush. They're also pretty funny. They're kind of like, uh, they're super jolly St. Nick. So they're just like fun to be around a lot of times. Yeah, my mom's a Sagittarius. So she's definitely blunt and direct in what she says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, they prefer to look at the silver lining of things. If it's all heavy and murky, they don't really want to, they're like, yeah, what's yeah. the positive side of this? Yeah. Right. Um, and then the last element uh, is the best ever water so we have scorpio um <laughs> which is our lovely host here and they are um they can be intense but it's more that's a misunderstanding and they're just very passionate and so it comes across as intense for others who are like why do you love this so much <laughs> mm -hmm. um but they're also again very serious so um they don't really like to do small chit chat they want to go deep and talk about like why we're here and human behavior and why we do what we do um, so big investigators there. When um, we look at the other water signs, we have Cancer and Pisces. So Cancer is more like the mom. They're nurturing. They love to cook. Does everyone have what they need? Um, they're very sensitive and emotional. They can be um, hermits. They love their home. 
and but they're very intuitive so they can really um, suss out what people are feeling and, and kind of be there to nurture that and then we have Pisces who are you know they are the lovers they're the ultimate hippie I guess if you want to put the the stereotype on there <laughs> compassion right. we're all one we're all connected <laughs> Um, but they're, no, they're very loving. They're very understanding. It's because they can understand every person's like human experience and they can feel that. And it's very heavy for them sometimes. So they, they're very sensitive and they require a lot of alone time as well. So, but very creative and artsy as well. So those are the, the 12 signs broken down into four elements. Very brief, very high level. <laughs> no, and that's perfect because I think that says... A lot about each sign actually I mean it from yeah. the people that I know and their signs it's definitely them I mean it you can no, spot yeah. on who they are I mean it it seems like a lot of the zodiac signs when you read your daily horoscope it seems like it's like oh well, that could be targeted to anyone right you know so right. it's kind of very general but yeah when you get down to it when you do the the natal chart reading Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what is a natal birth chart and the reading? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a good segue, too, because when we're talking about the horoscopes, they are often limited to however many words, so they have to keep them very general and brief. Um, but oftentimes, the horoscopes are written on the sun sign, and that's usually not very descriptive of the personality um, of the person reading it. So they're like, what? What does this mean? It doesn't fit me. And that explains why you can have 12 different, you know, Scorpios in a room and they're all going to be different because you don't just look at the sun sign. That's what the natal chart reading is for. We look at your 10 planets plus several other markers in your chart that give you so much more nuance to who you are, why you're going through what you're going through, what you're here to learn, how to, you know, utilize those strengths and weaknesses to, to your benefit rather than just being the martyr and victim in your own life story, mm -hmm. um, which is why I always come back to that, you know, like this is literally your story. Do you want to continue to be the victim or do you want to take that pen and make some edits? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So and that's what we really get to talk about in the readings. And I think another thing that I don't think a lot of people know is when you read those horoscopes, I encourage people to read their rising sign, not necessarily their sun sign. Oftentimes that's usually what's going to hit more at home with what's going on currently rather than what the sun sign is saying for you. Oh, interesting. So if you know your rising sign, then find the, find that little blurb and read that one and just okay. compare the two from your sun to your rising and be like, Oh, I actually find the rising one does make more sense. Right. Right. Yeah. So how can people use the natal birth chart reading as a tool in their life? So there's several ways, but the way that I take my approach is like I would broke down the zodiac signs. I talk about it in elements. Um, my mentor and teacher talks about the metaphor of it's like you have four tires on a car. Some of them might be low on air. So we want to look at those and kind of pump them up. And that's where I look at your elements, the four elements. Nine out of ten times, their chart's going to tell me their stronger elements, which really translates to the energies that are more natural to you and that you have the strengths um, to utilize. Where here, you know, the, the weaker elements or the ones that aren't as strong or are maybe underutilized, we talk about how you can bring those into your day-to-day -day life on a practical sense rather than just like, how do I 
harness more water. (laughs) We talk about that more practically and how that can suit you and how you can use your other strengths to help with that because it might not be comfortable for you. But just like a car needs to have, you know, even tires to to move and drive smoothly, you too need the same thing um, because we're also made up of the same elements that the the earth is made of. so. So your natal birth chart doesn't change because it's based on your date day of birth and time you were born and where yes correct right so which is, it doesn't necessarily change the day you were born but it does change each year as far as the way the planets and the stars move how does that work yeah so um as i was saying earlier that each person's chart is individual to them there's no one chart that's the same so in that sense it's kind of like a thumbprint or a fingerprint it's all unique So what we like to say is your birth chart is like your unique blueprint for your soul or just your life trajectory here and what that experience is going to look like for you. And so that stays permanent. It's fixed at the time you were born, where you're at, and, you know, the location and date. But then just as the stars are ever moving, you know, so does the chart in a sense that it stays fixed, but because they're no longer currently where they were when you were born, that means what we call in astrology, things have progressed. They have slowly been moving. So what we do, um, astrologers do, is we look at your natal chart, your birth chart, which is fixed, and then we look at where the stars are now Mm. um, and where they've progressed since you've been born. And then we look at, that kind of shows me how you've been evolving and how things are unfolding for you. The third layer is currently the stars are in their their locations and i get to see how that's activating and hitting certain areas in that chart whether i'm looking at the natal or the progressed meaning how your natal has slowly rotated over time okay does that make sense or did yes. i confuse okay no yeah it makes total sense and it's almost like a science in a way yeah Yeah, I used to laugh at myself because I historically would say I'm terrible at math. But when I sit down and look at what I do for a living, I'm pretty much looking at math all day. (laughs) Exactly. It's just not, you know, higher math or maybe it is higher math. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's all in the context in which it's taught. That's right. So I know that astrology isn't about predicting or seeing the future. What can you tell us as far as what we can expect for 2021? I can tell you that it's not going to be quite as intense. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, a yeah, change. It's a little bit of a breather, but I can tell you that 2020 and 2021 are transition periods. So it's kind of like as we've seen so far this year, where a lot of problems are coming to a head. A lot of astrologers refer to this time as a new earth is breaking through. It's not going to be here anytime soon, but in order for things to come, we must destroy our, you know, old current ways of, you know, our old structures. Um, They're not currently serving us anymore. So Mm -hmm. what we're really going to be seeing is a shift from an individualistic approach and moving towards more of a collective and communal approach. And so if we've looked at not just this year, but historically looking back into the past, everything's been very individualistic. We're, we're hustling. We're trying to get that, chase that American dream. And I want mm. the biggest house just for myself and all this money that I'm not going to share with anyone. <laughs> you know? right. um, yeah, I can totally so, relate to all of that. Yeah. And 
We're really getting um, a chance to leave behind the traditional ways, but as it's crumbling, we're getting a really good look at what was underneath the surface so that when we go to rebuild society, we get to redefine what success means and how it's distributed amongst society. So it's going to be no more, you know, top of the, the chain down. It's really going to start flipping. It's going to go from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. So as we move into 2021, we're going to be leaving um, this Capricorn cycle that we've been in, which is really been focused on our structures like CEO, um, governments. Uh, so we've seen a lot of corporations and CEOs step down historically this year. Um, governments are under question in all countries, not just the U.S. Um, right, right. We're seeing people's values and beliefs being tested tremendously and maybe put under the microscope on like maybe they're questioning them now because new facts have come to light. Um, All of this is going to help us see how we've been living so that we can change it for the benefit of all where we have not been doing. And we haven't really had this chance because if you think about it we've been living at a pace that we couldn't really keep up with so we needed something like 2020 to come and sit our asses down (laughs) right yeah really assess things but that also comes with a lot of uncomfortable tension but the thing i like to always come back to is when you have a lot of tension or a lot of discomfort that's what makes you move that's what's going to make you get up and do something about it when things are comfortable you take advantage you get bored just stay stagnant right yeah. That's kind of what all of this energy is doing. And as we get into 2021, we're now moving away from Capricorn and we're shifting towards the people. Uh, and we're going to be more into an Aquarius cycle where, as I mentioned before, Aquarius is an air sign, but they're all about the humanity and benefit for all. So how can we look back at how society has been ran and how it's currently falling apart? How can we pick up those pieces and turn it around and build it back together so that you know, we're, we're focusing on those who have been forgotten and abandoned and isolated. We need to reintegrate that because at the end of the day, we're going through this huge spiritual cycle that's going to come to a climax in 2025, but we're beginning to learn that we're all connected on some level. Right. We're going through Pisces phase. So whether we have differences or not, that's not the point. How can I still understand your perspective and still stay in my truth but bring all of these perspectives to uh, to a whole and really create something that can benefit every person in their perspective or wherever they're at in their life. Um, and of course, I'm being very big picture and I want to stay there. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, we can't tell you what's going to, you know, if you're going to get married or find a, a spouse no. or, you yeah. Know. But I, I can probably more in those charts, but I don't like to stir... Uh, you know, anxiety or anything. There's enough of it out there. <laughs> but yeah, let's not, you know, freak people out too much. Right. Yeah, I know. And collectively, I think we're seeing that, you know, unfolding already. Um, but personally, you're going to be seeing, you know, we're all here with a purpose, whether we know it or not. So you're going to see a lot more people trying to figure out what they can bring and help to society. Whereas before they were more fo- focused on just trying to also be the you know top manager or whatever it's not gonna that's not gonna be the focus anymore Mm -hmm. it's gonna be like what are my strengths and how can i overcome my weaknesses in order to bring that out into the world and we're gonna see that more in 2021 especially when we move into 2024 um when almost all the heavy hitters will be in aquarius at that point 
Right. So is this considered the the age of the Aquarian? Yes. So you, I think you've heard if, if some of your, your people are into astrology and they follow some of these accounts or, or websites, um, they're talking about, you know, the, the age of Aquarius and how we're entering into a new time, new era, 200-year cycle. Well, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> astrology, you know, and, and math. Every 200 years, certain planets meet up, which marks um, the end of one cycle and the start of a new one. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking about we're leaving Capricorn, we're actually leaving a 200-year Earth cycle, and we're beginning a new 200-year cycle in air, and it starts with Aquarius, mm. and it begins next year, but we've had some taste of it this year at certain times. And at the end of 2020, here in December, um, mid-December, end of December, we're going to see you know, a huge um, like theme starting to break out. People are going to finally be like, enough is enough going to motivate people to finally act and i think we'll start to see that more at the end of the year but it'll really start building next year and even more on after that it'll start to be that'll be the new earth that you're seeing right yeah i can kind of feel that happening i mean with covid that definitely has given people the opportunity to reassess right what's going on in their lives and to make changes so that's been kind of a kick in the butt that a lot of us have needed and even you know with corporations and working from home and remotely and do we really need you know this huge compound to do our business and you know I think people are also doing that for themselves as far as downsizing and becoming minimalists and just reevaluating Right. And those are some other themes coming out, too, is how can you be more resourceful and self-sufficient? Why do you need so much abundance when you're not really using it? So what can you do with that extra abundance? For instance, one way, okay, so if we're moving away from malls now because society and the restrictions we're seeing put on by authority surrounding our health and what's coming out, what do we do with all that empty space? Maybe we can start turning that into like a communal space where People come and, you know, receive tutorials on how to start their own garden or I don't know. But these are the types of things that we should be moving towards. How do we innovate? How do we disrupt the old system and and start anew? And maybe that means we have to use part of the old, you know, reuse, renew, recycle. But um, those are ways that we can start thinking. And part of some of the things that are going to be coming to a surface, which we're already seeing, is obviously health restrictions and freedom restrictions and food restrictions this is all going to be placed on uh, placed by our our authorities our government so we're really going to start questioning those things more and more it's going to get to a head where um all of these polarities are going to give us something to to chew on a little bit and navigate because we're going to realize we can't live in two different realities how do we you know bridge well, I was going to say, you probably aren't going to be able to answer this or won't want to answer this, but for those that aren't going to get on the bus, get on this Aquarian bus and still continue to do what they've been doing, you know, the old ways, mm-hmm. I mean, how is that going to affect them and how are they going to... Oh, that's a good question. They... I think every person would answer this differently, and I don't like to be doomsday. So I I will say I'm always 
optimistic as well. <laughs> they will have tougher life lessons. You know, if they're not picking up on the clues and the nudges now and they're staying solely focused in their tunnel vision, well, then something will come along and humble them at some point. Um, and they'll realize that their efforts are misplaced and they're not, the fruits are not worth the labor at that point. And, and, and there will be a time, and this is going to be a little bit further down the road as far as um, timelines, but there will be a time where they won't have the resources to operate that way anymore. So they will be forced um, to, to adjust and adapt. But at that point, how successful will they be? Mm-hmm. Right. So get on the bus, Jack. <laughs> right. Exactly. Make a new plan. So, and I really like, and it's kind of like, if you don't know, if you don't have a sense of independence or individuality, outside of having to look outside of yourself, that's where you're going to get lost. Because um, things, it's getting to a point where you can't trust what you see outside of yourself anymore. So you need to turn inward. Um, and a lot of people are still clinging to the old ways of looking outside of themselves for that direction, that that comfort, that stability and security. Uh, and you, like I said, on an individual level, you can see that. And on a collective level, you can see that. So you can yeah. pick your examples from that. but. Then, you know, you just have the political climate that, that climate that's like exasperating everything because it's kind of all encompassing at this point. It's not just politics anymore. It's like, you're breathing wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, so it's like, how, how do we drop back into that compassion um, at all right. at all the time rather than abandoning and alienating and isolating more and more people because of their differences? How do we still get along at the end of the day? And the pendulum is definitely swinging. Oh, normally yeah. when change happens, it totally over swings, overcompensates. So then it eventually comes back to the middle. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And we're we're like at the very beginning. Like the door to this new earth has not even been shut yet. Like <laughs> we're still shutting the door. I think we're like mid-shut. And then in 2021, like we can safely say that there's no look don't turn back there's no point yeah. in stopping. um and we're gonna see a lot of power struggles coming out of this as well so that's why when i keep coming back to authorities what authority in your life or lack of authority needs to be addressed and this can come from individually whatever your dynamics are at home your family friends relationships but then collectively you should be reflecting on that as well and you know, addressing your privileges, don't bypass anything, being humble, taking accountability for yourself, um, and just saying, oops, I fucked up, sorry, <laughs> or whatever right. it is, instead right. of, like, digging your heels into the ground further, you know? Yeah. But long term, and next year, I see the positive is I see more people coming together and working for the benefit of all, and I see people with on the ground level coming up and speaking up with ideas that can unite us and connect us all rather than the corporations. Oh, look what we've created for you guys. And then we all run to that it's going to be different. And so when they say support your small businesses or, or something like that, that's, that's more of the tone we're going to be, be moving from, I think. And I also think with the COVID people have been creating their own gardens. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly growing their own food so they don't have to rely on other resources. You're going to see a lot of uh, 
like a massive was a mass attrition. Like a lot of people are going to be leaving the metropolitan areas. Another thing about Aquarius is they like their space. They don't like to be crowded. And so when we move into you know a collective Aquarian cycle, then you can expect people to want more space around themselves physically. So what do you recommend uh, people do to kind of prepare? I mean, I know that we're kind of already in the motion of this Aquarius time happening. Do you have any recommendations? I would look at your life and see where you're feeling restricted and focus on those areas and how you can feel more free now because if you're not addressing them now, they're only going to get exasperated further. And you don't want to get to the point where you just need to rip the straight jacket off and you're willing to do anything. You know, mm-hmm. you want to bring that awareness so you can actually make conscious choices rather than just irrational, emotional decision-making and then having to deal with the aftermath. So, um, you know, maybe that requires a reading. Maybe that just requires you to sit down with your therapist because you've been avoiding her for a while. (laughs) Maybe that requires you to have some hard conversations with people that you've also been avoiding. Mm -hmm. It's basically going to be hard stuff. And we need to get to the point where we're tired of running away from the hard stuff because they're not going to go away. And in my experience, when we talk about astrology, the life lesson, the planet that represents life lessons is Saturn. And collectively, we've all kind of been going through uh, what we call a Saturn return in the sense that uh, we're needing to learn some major life lessons and make some changes. We need to mature. We need to grow up. And Saturn is kind of like the wise teacher, the principal. When you get called to the principal's office, that's kind of a big deal. It's not just a slap on the wrist from your teacher. So if you aren't acknowledging that, you know, slap across the face right now, then it's going to get worse. And some people that leads to, you know, health issues, then they're really forced to deal with what they've been Mm -hmm. avoiding. Mm -hmm. So don't get to that point. Um, And I know a lot of us get scared of the shadowy side, but that's where, you know, find people that you can trust and turn and lean on to get you through those times. Right. So, yeah. But I'm always going to say, get an astrology reading. (laughs) Well, I think everyone needs to get an astrology reading from you specifically because I received one from Crystal uh, about a month or so ago now. And it was like very inspiring. Uh, Definitely jazzed me uh, to get my butt in gear. See? And it gives you a, it kind of points you in the direction of where you need to be going. So you're not like, you know, the octopus, you're kind of going every which way. It kind of focuses you into one direction. And granted, there's going to be some forks in the road that you need to decide which way to go. And it it isn't, it's not a map of this is how your life is going to be. It's more like this is what you have to offer. This is what you need to work on. You know, this is who you are as a person, like you said, at a soul level. Mm -hmm. And it's up to that person to either do something about it or not. So right, it's exactly. kind of like a guide, a map to how your life can be if it's not already that way. Right. It basically shows you your potential and where you could be stepping up. And some people don't want to face that side of themselves because it means they have to be really honest. But I think we're all getting to the point where it's like, you know, and, and that's usually most of the people that I do readings for is they've gotten to the point where they're fed up of themselves. So they're like, just tell, just help me. <laughs> right, exactly. I can't stand myself anymore. Yeah. 
Um, and, and, and that's, that's very true in that, um, you have the willpower too. So it's like, I can say all the things, but at the end of the day, you still have to make that choice. Yeah. So, yeah, I do find, I don't mean to be biased and that's why I say you could get readings with anyone, but I find my approach is extremely practical and applicable and I give you a few options because we're human and you're not always, you know, if I just sat here and said journal every day for 10 minutes, you're going to be like, mm. yeah. <laughs> so I try to be yeah. flexible with you and how can we create a, a routine or a practice for yourself that will work and you won't just look at it at the corner and be like, I should do that. So. Yes, exactly. She gently kicks you in the ass to <laughs> get on to what you're supposed to be doing in this life now stop farting around stop procrastinating and just do it yeah and i think it gives you guys a lot of confirmation too because half the things you guys come to the reading with you already knew i just had to like confirm that for you and you're like ah okay right i just that permission or that confirmation and i got it yeah so I mean, this isn't a crystal ball kind of, you know, shake the eight ball <laughs> and figure out what's going on in your life. This is the day you were born, the the time you were born, and where you were born. So it's legitimately for you specifically. Yeah, and it's literally geometry. Like, <laughs> it's nothing yes. else. Yes. And it was, uh, it's been around for 2,000 plus years. So, I mean, it's got some validity to it, I would think. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. 2000 come on that's just that's just a drop in the bucket all right (laughs) (laughs) well they only know (laughs) right exactly is there anything else you want to share with the listeners about astrology or what you do or who you are um i guess i'll share what's relevant for me right now and that is feel your feelings guys i don't care how messy it is fucking feel them (laughs) And find a way to get it out. You don't have to write it and share it to the world. You could write on a piece of paper and burn it. You could put it in a recording and delete it later. You could actually write a letter to this person and send it to them or keep it forever. Whatever it is, I know I know and sense that there is a lot of heartache, a lot of resentment and bitterness out there. And I think it's blocking a lot of us. And it's going to be tied to our past. So it's like, close those chapters. Okay, we're starting a new 200 year cycle. So close those chapters. Yes. And let's just get get focusing on how we can rebuild. So let's like put all that past down. And if you know, I may I say make it sound so simple, but that's why we do this work. That's why we we show up, we get the awareness, we expand the perspective. And you know, we get that wisdom. And then we can just, you know, turn your pain into wisdom type of thing. Mm. So um, find a way to do that. Turn on a, a sad movie and cry. I don't care what it is, but just get <laughs> get the feels moving. Yes, that's great advice. And it, you said turn pain into wisdom. Yeah. I like that. And that way you're able to work from a place of creativity and compassion. And- well, that's awesome wisdom and information. And I really appreciate you being on the show today, Crystal. Thank you for having me and for doing a reading, guys. She did a reading with me. She loved us so much. <laughs> I can be a testament, testimonial to how awesome it was. So use that to uh, contact Crystal for your own yeah, reading. Yes. And you can find <laughs> Crystal Warren at www.insightfullycrystal.com and on social media. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani.